Okay, hey guys, uh, welcome to a, another Forensic Happy Hour. So it should be another good time. Uh, again, it's just all about hanging out, having a good time, talking to uh, some DFIR professionals. Uh, so today we have uh, Brett Schaefer is going to come on. He's going to give us, or Schaefer is going to give us some information and uh, knock our socks off, I'm sure. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to have a little conversation. And so look, at, here we go. Brett Shavers. Uh, first thing, I want to make sure say cheers and uh, obviously thank you for everything that you do. Thank you very much. Thank you. And so let's just uh, kind of get into it. And I want you to just, you know, tell tell everyone, you know, who's Brett Shavers? Give us a little bit of your background, get, you know, things on, you know, you can go back to your childhood. Remember, it's all just have a good time. But but more or less, just kind of keep it on. Hey, what really got you? Oh, sorry, had a, a delay there, but um, yes. yeah, I <laughs> uh, started you know in law enforcement. I guess would be the uh, the start of the forensic world. Before that, I was in active duty Marines and some some other things like that. And actually, in law enforcement, when I uh, started, there wasn't really forensics per se, other than the uh, first cases. You, you know, the FBI had the you know, floppy disk and. But probably no departments had their internal forensics. So I did a lot of things before the forensics actually uh, started, uh, you know, bike patrol, uh, SWAT, uh, undercover, that kind of sort of thing, use of force instructor. So I did a whole gamut of, of things before getting into uh, forensics. And um, by the time I got into it, it was already pretty much ingrained, you know, FBI, uh, Secret Service, Homeland Security, everyone, even before Homeland Security, rather. Um, had forensics, and I kind of jumped on that bandwagon from friends of mine who were, you know, federal, and watching some friends go to training, you know, the Fletzy, and tell me all about it, and I was thinking, uh, yeah, this undercover work was uh, a little bit more dangerous than it looks, you know, on the outside, and this uh, computer forensic world looks kind of neat, so that's how I was uh, became interested in it, and I took some courses. And that was it. As soon as I uh, took the first course, you know, and uh, carving, you know, deleted files, like, oh, my gosh, this is uh, this is actually pretty cool. Even though it's a, it's a picture or, or whatever, it's just really neat. So doing that was um, I could immediately see the benefit of, oh, this is this is criminal investigations, the uh, the key to solving a lot of a lot of problems. And so I kind of went there, that direction. So while I was doing undercover work. I was also training myself, going to courses. And forensics, probably a thousand plus hours in the classrooms, everywhere. Uh, Fletzy, you know, the normal stuff that you know law enforcement goes to, and some private courses. And then I uh, proposed a lab for my agency uh, at no cost. Found a closet, threw in some old computers, got some free software, and offered to do some cases. And that was my entry into the world of uh, forensics. So, so, uh, so, so, what do you see now? Uh, with forensics, uh, is it all the same thing, right? Uh, in, in talking about you know mobile devices, the different types of devices that that are out there. I mean, has it gotten easier? Some things are easier, some things are harder. I think what was hard before is easy, and what you know opposite is true as well. So I think it just all depends in the cases. Uh, if you look at a like a street gang shooting case for law enforcement world anyway, then you have a lot of mobile devices. But if you're looking at a business case, you'll probably have more desktop, laptop, server type cases, 
and less of the mobile. So I think it all depends on what the case type is. Uh, you know, children case, missing kids, that sort of thing, mobile devices is going to be pretty prevalent there. So so I always like to go, I have prior law enforcement um, as well, did almost 15 years. And so the what I always tell people when, especially in the side, uh, you know, getting into the forensic side of it, um, you know, here's here's the Nextel, right? Or, you know, here's the, you know, LG uh, device and the flip phone type, right? So so it was it was it was back in the day of taking pictures of stuff that we started doing and, and extracting the information off of that. Um, I mean, would you say that the data uh, is typically the same that's utilized in law enforcement, uh, whether text messages, whether it be for third party uh, call logs, um, or do you see the data that's utilized within cases now uh, different than, say, what we did uh, back in, uh, you know, in the 90s and then in, say, in the early 2000s? I think the, um, the data format itself is different, um, the way it's structured and and transmitted and everything else. All that is different, but I think the um, the crux of the data is the same. I mean, a text message is a text message. You know, an email is an email. Photos are photos. So I think looking for the same thing is the same, but just the manner how we're doing it. The, the devices they're, they're right. changing. Um, right. My first ones were Blackberries. Um, for you know, border smuggling, there's a lot of Blackberries are found on the border because after they cross the border, they'll toss their phone that Blackberry that they were using to communicate. And then just trying to access those at those early years, I mean, we couldn't. It was one of those, uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, I don't think we can do that yet. So, right. But I think right. the information's the same, just the uh, how to get it. Is, right, it's still it. kind of the same. I mean, if you look at some Blackberries, obviously, well, Blackberry, if you run into a kind of an Android-type side of it. But, you know, there still are, and, you know, obviously a lot of the devices that are really difficult to get into, whether mobile devices or otherwise, right? I mean, we have different right. encryption. Encryption now is a, is a problem. You know, locked devices, is, you know, are, are going to be a problem. Um, what what do you see as, I mean, the biggest challenge for uh, digital forensics? Uh, I mean, it really doesn't have to do with mobile devices, but in, in for digital forensics and for investigators, what do you think is the biggest challenge? Well, I, I think too fair, it'd be fair to say that the amount of data and the access to the data. I think those are two important biggest challenges. Access being the encryption or, or just, even though it's not encrypted, you just can't figure it out. It's just, how do I, how do I look at this thing? Uh, there's no tools for it. You try to write things for it. Um, just the time involved, I think that's a big issue, but also just the amount of data because a, a small cell phone today, a smartphone today is way beyond what were desktops you know, a decade ago for data storage, what it can do. There's small computers with ability to make phone calls. Yeah, and I, I know that you're a big proponent of training, right? And so uh, give us a little bit of the information. I know you have information that's out there, you know, readily available for people. Uh, so so tell tell everyone a little bit about that. As far as what's available? Or? I mean, training, yeah. I mean, training or resources, those types of items. Yeah, um, I, am, I am a proponent of training. Because, um, as you know, in law enforcement, uh, it's, you want to hit the ground running because uh, every case, your first case, you can be the newest greenest on probation on the street with an FTO. But that first case that you get that you're being judged on, it's not like, uh, well, this is a test case. This is practice. Um, someone's life, you know, potentially is going to be altered with what you do. So you really want to know what you're doing. So same thing with forensics. Um, practice is fine on practice data. 
But when you have in real cases, training is probably the fastest way to get up to speed. So as far as training, what I I spent money on classes that the first day I just go, you know, I, I wasted my money for one way or the other, whether I have no idea what they're talking about because this is way beyond me or the opposite side of, you know, I can, I should be teaching this class myself instead of taking it just because it's the other end of the spectrum. So I think for, for training, it's, it's important to know which, what you're looking for um, and to, um, you know, budget your money, budget your time because spending a week in a class that does nothing for you because you're you're taking a mobile device class, but actually you know you don't need that. You need something else. Or you're taking uh, or a Mac OS where you don't do Mac, you're doing Windows. Uh, just be careful with it, what you're spending because there's a lot of training available. So, you know, uh, again, coming from kind of the same thing of really, you know, farming and, and trying to find that training and then to really building your own training classes, kind of what, what you know, what I did. Um, and, I mean, you know, obviously you started, like you said, you built the closet. Right, you built a closet. You put the equipment in into that really kind of grassroots, bringing that that information in. And I mean, that's to, to me that's that's really been that's typical to uh, to a lot of the police departments, right? That 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 are small. The majority of police departments aren't able to afford, you know, fourteen Freds that are running thirty two cores and and being able to have every software under the sun, right? Um, but you know, and so so what, what kind of advice, because I, you did it, I mean, you know, obviously on the training side of it, you know, what are some things that, that investigators and, you know, law enforcement investigators, you know, can do to help with the funding? Because obviously driving an hour to go to, say, a state lab, you know, when they have 75 phones that are sitting waiting. So, so what do you think? I mean, what are some things that, that you can tell, um, you know, some of the law enforcement officers? I mean, what can they do? First, um, read up on what you need because like I said if, if you're going down the wrong path because uh, there are people who love Macs that's and I, I have Macs I, I like Mac obviously but if majority of the cases you see are not Mac spending all your time doing Mac forensic training you're only going to be able to handle five percent of the caseload really and the rest you're going to say sorry I got to farm it out so I think knowing what you what your target there's always going to be something that you can't do um, you're, you're going to get a phone that you can't do. You're going to get an OS you can't do because you don't have any training in it. You don't have the tools. You, you have to accept that as a fact. So I think it's best to cover the broadest picture first. Um, you know, you, you look at the past cases, you know, in the, in, the, in the past year or month and say, well, we've had nine Windows computers and zero Macs. Well, Macs out of the question. Let me focus on Windows or this uh, model of iPhone or whatever it is and, and focus on those. And then look for the tools that can handle the most of what you do. Because like I said, there's always going to be something that a tool doesn't handle, a device that you've never seen before. And those you just have to accept that I can't do that um, without some more training or some more tools or and some help. So just uh, evaluate what, what you need. And because if you're buying uh, you know, a $10,000 software piece that you're going to use twice and another 5,000 that you're going to use a couple times, and then you really need another tool to handle something, eventually the boss is going to say, "Seriously, how much, how much are we going to be spending here?" Right. Uh, so, right. get some ROI on what you can with at least some amount of money first. Because yeah, that's great you, advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Because yeah. getting the big case, when you get a big case, that's when I say big, it's in the media, that's um, you know, life and limb at risk kind of thing. Then money flows a lot easier because I I can do this if I had you know some money and some tools. But for your everyday cases, you really had to be judicious in uh, what you're asking to pay for. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a exact point. I mean, if you're not processing, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, max, then you know, really try to prioritize. And so that's good. So I mean, the advice is is really for your area, right? If your area uh, is, uh, you know, you know, you know, seeing. Uh, iOS and Android, which is kind of everywhere, uh, right. you know, don't go to a class that's teaching how to do Windows phones, right? Or don't spend all your time right. in, in dealing with that because you might run into it, you might not. You know, if you do run into it, that's okay. It's it's one every year, you know, that you right. might have on some sort of Windows phone. So, no, that's great advice. So, let me speak to the elephant in the room, right? So, I really kind of started doing this a lot because, hey, we are all sitting in our homes, right? right. Um, and having to isolate obviously things are opening up but so so give me something i i guess what because let's just be happy about it um what can you say i mean what has been the benefit of kind of this life slowdown for you um because of obviously with the coronavirus i don't know about the slowdown um i've not been i've not been as, as busy as i have in quite a while for some reason it's just uh but I understand what you say. Um, the, the benefit that I've seen is the amount of people who have a lot of free time, more time in their hands, and they can provide stuff online. Here's a, here's a class. Here's this, that, and the other. And it, I mean, things like this where uh, we can communicate more, we can network more, we can talk more to each other, we can uh, you know, send messages to each other, we can read more, we can do all those things. So even in my, my less limited time uh, during this time, um, I'm still taking advantage of everything that I can find. So if something comes up and I go, oh my gosh, that's something I've really um, been meaning to do. So, for example, I like uh, autopsy, uh, the eight-hour, the famous autopsy. Uh, yeah, that's course. great. Brian Carrier is fantastic. You can get online, man. It's yeah, great. Stuff. It's free. And it came up, and I, I forced myself to um, do it because I figured, you know, this is uh, something I've been wanting to throw in autopsy for the longest time, but just haven't had the opportunity or time to say, well, let me really bear down on this. But you know, something like that gets presented in front of you in a time like this, I go, well, I have no more excuses. So uh, let's just push your excuses out the way and let's bear down and get that one done and, and learn some things. And that goes for everything else that I see online. Um, like I said, the, uh, the amount of information that we've been putting out these past few months is quite amazing. And it's the best time to pick up things that are new. Uh, new, I mean, Alexis, uh, all these tools, I leap and everything. I mean, everything's coming out I can't keep right. up with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it's, it has, you know, and again, I always speak to pretty much the guests that are on here of the, of the kind of the silver lining because, you know, hey, we're all kind of here. Right. So what can we do to one benefit and in, in, in the different types of things and benefit in, into the community? Right. Put a little bit more, uh, you know, I guess, humanity or, uh, uh, you know, this is this is really who we are and trying to uh, one allow people to still say train where they are. Um, you know, allow people to be able to communicate differently, which to me, you know, and I'm going to ask your opinion on this, but I mean, to me, the way that we have to communicate now, the way that we're doing this, um, you know, in, in speaking to each other, uh, people have, you know, with Zoom having these, you know, conferences, these large corporations, you know, the regular businesses, the small businesses are all working differently. Um, you know, I think it's going to change once, once everybody's kind of moved out of this, you know, and we're on to the next crisis. But I think, I think that the way that people are going to work is be changed forever. 
you know, people graduate high school, you do a drive-by, you know, uh, you know, people are birthdays, you do a drive-by, you know, they're getting hundreds of thousands of people that are driving by, you know, for these people that didn't get to walk in the graduate. And I mean, my daughter's one of those, you know, that, and so it's, I've actually participated in a drive-by uh, high school graduation uh, for my nephew. And I said, um, I think I want to do this every time. Because, you know, you're not sitting there for four hours uh, with 600 people uh, and, uh, you know, it's a little bit more efficient. So I guess, what do you think? Uh, we get more done, for sure, certainly, that the, tra the lack of traffic. Um, I don't live in Seattle, but when I have to go to Seattle, that's an hour right. for, you know, a 10 mile, 10 mile drive. Mm -hmm. So just those time savings and the immediate communication that we can have, which is why I, I it feels so busy, I think, because it's one of those, everybody's at home, uh, so therefore you're available, right. you know, even though you're not really available. But I think, like I said, when this is, um, when this is over, we get back to a semi-normal. I think this communication method will continue uh, it, more than it was before, but less than what it is now. And I still think we're going to be more effective just with um, you know, remote work and data and businesses realizing, especially in this field, uh, we don't really have to come to the office right. to do this. We can log in and do everything. Right. Uh, some things you have to connect. You know, you, you plug in something and you right. let it go. But, but everything else, you're, the, the eyes on is uh, you can be anywhere, which we we knew that before. I mean, we always known that. We've done that for years where you just log in, you know, VPN, and you can do some work. Right. But now we're doing everything that way and realizing it's possible. So let me pose this to you as well is how about we look on the other side? Right uh, now, granted, work, it really didn't stop for any of us, right, in the field that we're in. But do you think that it's actually be going to skyrocket because, you know, uh, people working from home or because crime obviously never stops um, and it doesn't matter whether it's corporate uh, crime, some something, you know, happened, you know, IP theft, HR, uh, you know, or we start talking about criminal, the criminal element of it. It, that, it, it, it continues. It might be a different, say, method to that. So do you think that there's going to have to be additional skills uh, for for individuals on doing invest digital investigations based upon, you know, maybe the new you know, the new type of exploits or the, you know, the new type of, uh, you know, crime, uh, you know, uh, electronic crime, whether it be cyber um, or just, uh, you know, on the digital forensic side. Well, I think in the criminal world, you know, besides the, you know, the FBI, the, the hacking cases, but your basic street cop homicides and that sort of thing, I don't think that's going to change. I think that's always going to be, you need the officer there to seize the, the device, the drive, the whatever and physically bring it back and enter it into evidence. I think that's always, it has to be. You can't do a remote acquisition of the suspect's house computer and say it's all good. Uh, on the civil side, I think it, it's always been a little bit different because the, um, you know, the, the evidence rules are a little bit different. You know, you don't have to go seize the entire server on an employee, you know, harassment matter. It's, um, it's a civil internal matter. A lot of things you can do remotely anyway, and you're not seizing a complete, uh, all the devices, for the company, so it's, it's different. So I think that was going to increase more because we were doing it before, but I think we've shown that we can really do it even more so. But law enforcement, I don't believe that's going to, I don't think it can change. You can't not seize the smartphone. You, you know, you can't not seize the laptop with the suicide note on it. You have to, you have to physically grab those things. So do you think that on the law enforcement side of it, um, 
those people that are obviously making the decisions are going to be hiring additional people for the digital forensic side for the backlog, you know, say backlog that might be coming out of this or continuing to grow? Yeah, I think you and I both know the answer to uh, hiring extra people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that just probably means someone's going to get an extra duty. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, a hundred percent. I remember when I was doing, um, I was doing arson, burglary, and computer forensics because hey, you're doing computer forensics, but hey, we have to backfill and you have to do this. Well, I have all these computers up. No, don't worry about it. Make sure that you. And so it's just, yeah. you know, I, I completely get it. But I mean, do you see, uh, and, and what I tried to, when I was obviously, um, uh, leaving, uh, the department was, you know, really, I was starting to see, well, I was really only doing mobile devices at that time, simply because, uh, I, I had to convince, um, you know, the department that it's very, very important to have someone dedicated because it changes so fast, just like on the computer forensic side, you know, and, and, and doing 75 phones, you know, in a week, you know, and having all of this other stuff, because, you know, how many times has it happened to you? Like CID comes in and says, hey, um, yeah, I need to do this phone right now. And you're like, OK, well, I mean, I'll get to it. They're like, no, it's it's got to be easy. It's just it's just phone. So here, go oh, and do that. Never happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so so, you know, I would I would continue to run into that. And, and so do you ever see I mean, obviously, the larger departments, a lot of them, you know, can have those who are doing mobile mobile. Do, but do you ever see, say, the smaller departments? finally understanding and, and trying to split that caseload? You know, one good example I've seen with the Tacoma Police Department uh, in Washington State, uh, John Bear, before he retired, he was the, the forensic Known John. guy there. No John. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, I went to visit his office here and there, and uh, he had some PhD students and some master's graduate students, and they're writing some incredible, I mean, he was telling me what they're writing. I didn't, I didn't see it, but he was telling me, oh, he's writing this and she's writing this. And I'm listening, going, oh my gosh. And they're, you know, they're interns, volunteers, and no money out the pocket of anybody in for Tacoma right. City. And they're getting great experience and great cases. And John's got some help, you know, some great, yeah. and he knows what he's doing and they know what they're doing. I thought, this is awesome, right? Yeah. And the lab's a typical size, as you can imagine, of a small, you know, lab. But that's one way I can see, um, the additional people coming, you know, where maybe, but besides yeah. getting the full time, yeah, paying for it when yeah. it's like uh, that's going to cost how much, and they have to be trained. And oh, what we're getting it for free? Yeah, we'll get it for free. Yeah, no, I know exactly. It was you know not necessarily a rhetorical question, but I completely kind of knew what the answer would be uh, on that. Being that it's still that way, um, you know, in in the department that uh, you know that I came from. You know, they've moved some things into, so narcotics might have guy, a guy that does just mobile phones, and then you might have, but they farm out uh, still a lot of work to um, the RCFL still, you know. So it's 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 one of those, it's, it's, it's interesting. But enough work stuff. So tell me, you know, obviously, what is it that, um, and it doesn't have to do anything with work, uh, to, in your free time, I mean, what are you doing? What are you watching? What's on the, what's on the TV? In my what? So, your TV. I mean, hey, we're free, all streaming free, free, free stuff time? now. Free, yeah, your free, free time. time. Yeah. yeah, what's that? Yeah. Um, well, I go for walks with my wife. That's my biggest thing where we got to we gotta get out. We got to um, spend some time together and we have, to, we have to breathe some air rather than recirculated air. So that's the biggest thing. I'm not a, a TV watcher, really. Um, Smart. Uh, it just, uh, it's just a time. But 
I'll watch a, a full season of Black Mirror, you know, or Breaking Bad. <laughs> right, you know. exactly. Yeah, and that's, yeah. That was gone. That's sad. Breaking Bad ended. That's bad. So uh, right, those, right. Those sort of things, of course. But yeah, you got to um, find your new the new series. But right. uh, yeah. So Maybe. tell me this on the family stuff. Uh, you know, because it's been nice for me as well. Because I'm I'm typically on the road quite a bit, and um, it's it's been very very nice to be home. Uh, as much as I have, you know, my wife might say differently. Uh, yeah. But it's it's very nice to be to, to be home. Uh, as, as, so I, I think again, that's that's a, another huge benefit, uh, you know, of doing that. And that sounds the same way on the family side for you. Yeah, I mean, my kids are grown. My daughter, she's getting a graduate degree at uh, USC. My son, he's a uh, Yale Law, so he's kind of on leave from school during this time. But right. he'll be going back for his second year as soon as they start back up again. So. They're kind of on their own, so uh, no one's yeah. bothering anybody there. Right. <laughs> yeah, so just uh, timing could always be worse, and I can understand for other families with kids at different ages and different things going on, it would be a lot tougher than I can imagine. I mean, People are appreciating teachers right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big time. You know, saying this homeschooling thing, you know what, teachers are, and I, hopefully, they all say, yeah, they all need to be paid a lot of money. So, right. you know, hopefully, right. hopefully they, hopefully they see that as, right. as a benefit going, please, I'll pay you whatever you want. Just yeah. don't have them. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, I want to thank you. I mean, it's a fantastic uh, uh, conversation, just a little, you know. Have a good time, hear about you. And you know what? You've been doing some fantastic things. Obviously, um, you know, on the forensic side of it, uh, read about you all the time. Uh, the family side of it, sounds like you've done everything great. I mean, the way that your kids are. So, you know, hats off to, to you and especially splitting that with the family time and with the business time and everything that you do for the community. So I will say cheers, cheers and thank you. you. Thank you very much. And we'll have to make sure I'll have you on again. Yeah? Name the date. You bet. Okay, until next time. All right. Cool. Hey, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, this uh, other uh, Friday happy hour. You know, the forensic time. Good times to be had by all of the uh, people involved in the community. So, hey, make sure that you tune in uh, next, next week on Friday. Have another great guest. Make sure that you are following on Twitter and, or you can subscribe to the channel as well so that you do not miss 